Welcome everyone to our next character introductions into the world of Orenthal. With me today I have Adam, who will be playing Sildan. Hi, so yeah, Sildan is a uh, wood elf. He is a monk of the Way of the Kensei. He is a far traveler from a very far off realm, so I will be speaking a little bit like this for most of his dialogue. As for his personality, he has a strong code of honor or sense of propriety that others don't comprehend. He also expresses affection or contempt in ways that are unfamiliar to other people. His ideal is that everything is new and that he has a lot to learn and he really wants to learn a lot. And his bonds is that he holds no greater cause than the service to his people. Right now that being his monastery where he resides. His flaws are that he can act recklessly when people he cares about are threatened. Okay. Well, why not give a quick physical description of Sildan? So, Sildan is about 5'10", dull, bronze, borderlining kind of just a really, really tan male. He's got shaggy black hair that's about, it's long, it probably goes right above his shoulder. Pretty stocky build since he trains a lot physically. Wears general monk garb, loose-fitting pants, sort of a vest, sleeveless with a couple of bracers, and that's about it. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about him. Tell the audience a little bit about him. What what happened to him? What's his past? So, he traveled with his parents early on in his life from their home region, I guess you could call it. They were traveling artists, so they would try to go to different towns, sell their art, learn different ways of uh, art forms. He wasn't ever really good painting or general craftsmanship-wise. His main art form was always music, so he carries a dulcimer that he likes to play whenever he feels stressed. So when they, he was about 25, he, his parents and them were traveling between... I believe you said Orenthal and the Nephany. Yes, Orenthal and the Nephany. They were on set by a group of bandits. They would have died, not being the most formidable people, had it not been for a traveling monk that came upon them while they were being attacked, and quickly dispatched of the bandits. Immediately awestruck by the monk's skill in combat and his grace with the blade, Sildan was immediately taken and wanted to learn everything he could from this man. So he asked his parents if he could go with them, to which being the free-spirited travelers they were, hippies almost. I was trying to be nice. (laughs) Yes, hippies or gypsies, (laughs) one of the two. They were like, as long as we know where you are as long as we can find you if we need you so the monks whose name that revealed him was Beryl told them that his monastery the monastery of Kakos was right outside of the capital city of Ornithal so they agreed to let him go and Sildan went with Beryl to study at the monastery and we were there for about 20 years 20 years the first 10 years spent primarily with his training mm-hmm. and then the second half of that, the conflict with the growing threat of ghouls and draconic forces caused a lot of the monks to be pulled away to go fight in the conflict. So his training kind of stagnated for a yeah. while. I mean, especially with the way I can say you have a very specific skill set with weaponry. I mean, it makes sense at some point that you would be recruited or essentially hired out to go help. The monks were good overall, as far as I understand them. Yeah. Getting towards the end of how his training was going, he had to go lead a group of younger monks on 
not the most dangerous mission, more of a kind of border watch patrol. Then word reached him that his monastery had been attacked. Immediately, him and his small team rushed back to the monastery and found a horrific scene of destruction and just death with all of his masters, including Beryl, dead all over the monastery. Beryl, who was the headmaster of the monastery, was holding their ancient short sword that was passed down from grandmaster to grandmaster. And being the oldest and most experienced monk left, he was kind of shoved into the line of leadership in repairing and rebuilding the monastery. So since the time since the conflict ended, that's what he has been primarily focused with. He's been trying to work as the, on the city watch since he can kind of blend in with a crowd while still being able to keep an eye on the people <laughs> and blend in. Any funds he gets, he sends back to the monastery to help with the rebuilding efforts. Okay. And you've been spending the past year doing this, trying to build funds. I'd say you spent most of your time in Orenthal with maybe a few excursions back to the monastery, but because you're trying to make as much money as you can, uh, you usually either send it or one of your one of the other students comes to you to, to help collect it and purchase things. Yes. Uh, which we can get into a few of these students later on, and we'll see how that goes. Okay. You have met a few people along the way. You've gotten several jobs, usually as more mercenary work, eliminating a couple threats here, uh, occasionally just keeping an eye out on certain things, like you've on occasion been part of different guards for important figures from the Adamantine Palace who leave the Regent Seat District uh, in order to do their own business elsewhere. You usually are just keeping watch to make sure there's no threats. For the most part, it's been very boring work. You haven't had any major conflict which is good for you because you're looking more to make some money to get this monastery back and to teach the few students that remain yes all right is there anything else you want to tell us about Sildan? just that he's very ready to get things back to the way that he had them before the conflict started yeah the level of destruction of the monastery was pretty intense but you've made a lot of progress all i would say yes excellent well then let's jump right on in you find yourself at the Clever Fiddle Inn, a place you've been staying at on and off for the past year. It's located in the Gold Petal Gardens district. It's a mostly agricultural area of the city. They primarily created this district during the time of the war in order to make sure food wasn't completely shut off uh, in case they ever came under siege. Here, they have started to develop uh, different temples and a lot of different fairly simple inns. But for the most part, you're being put up here because of the Royal Guard, as you've been a big help to them just in constantly looking out. And the fact that you have such skill with weaponry, yet can easily blend into a crowd without needing any armor whatsoever, have made you a, a big asset. Today, you have one of your students actually came to see you, Cha, the small Arakakra female monk. You see her... Her light gray feathers kind of just all across her form, an almost eagle-like head. She only stands at about 4'8". Rocket crowd, not very tall creatures. <laughs> and very simple clothing on. She kind of just comes in. You're, you're meeting her in the common area of the inn. And would have just recently gotten a small sack of gold 
to her to get the funding, get the stuff that they need to yeah. help to continue to rebuild. So, Cha, how goes the uh, rebuild efforts? It's good. Yes, Elsa's and Atron are, are, are getting um different supplies in the market. I'm going to meet them later. I, we just wanted to see how you were doing. I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. You see her head kind of like keeps shifting slightly, like as if one eye focuses more on you than the other. As she just seems to be looking around the room and at you. You just seated at one of the tables there. Anything new? Mm, nothing new. Just been the same old city watch. Nothing exciting has really happened. Hmm. Bring stories next time. It'd be <laughs> I'll nice. Try. I'll try if anything exciting actually does happen. Yes! Can I get you any food water here? Just just some water. Alright, I'll, I'll raise my hand. Can I get a glass of water over here? It takes just a moment for a waiter to come over and, and put a little glass on the table, and immediately she dips her beak into the water and just... Thank you. What do I see around me in terms of the crowd? It's starting to get busier. It's later in the day. Uh, night's actually approaching at this point. Candles are being lit. It's not particularly rowdy. This is a, a, not one of the taverns you go to in order to, you know really get to enjoy uh, a lot of ale and a lot of food those tend to be more in uh, one of the northern districts the iron fist district being a dwarven primarily district that makes more sense but since this is mostly farmers this is fairly calm fairly relaxed atmosphere but overall just quiet all right so i'll pull out the sack of gold Mm. and hand it to her so obviously this is for the reconstruction and all of the groceries that need to be purchased for you guys Thank you. Of course. Do you need me to walk you back? Oh, I'll be okay. Okay. She takes the sack and you see her kind of tuck it under her clothes. Her wings are like twitching slightly. You remember that being indoors is, for most Arakakraw, would have a huge issue with it. For her, being since she's lived most of her life on this plane, she's more used to it, but you see her starting to get a little fidgety. All right, so. let's, let's go outside. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> And you slowly exit out. You see the sun as beginning to set. And as you exit the inn, you see a human male start to approach and seems to catch your eye and start to head directly towards you. You see he's wearing the red and silver of the royal uh, guard from the Adamantine Palace. Do I recognize the specific individual? No, you you haven't seen this one before. Okay. Uh, but I know why he would be here. Uh, you get the impression that he's coming with a job. Okay, so I'll lean over a jaw and be like, thank you so much for coming. I have some business I need to attend to. Okay, I'll go. I'll go find Elsa Sinatron. I will talk to you guys soon. Yes. Yeah. Have a good, and have she a actually just flaps the wings a bit and hovers and then remembers it's not super welcome to see flying things around the city, especially late. Watch the flying, please. Like, oh. Lands. You see her moving much slower on the ground, not being Thank you. as quick. But she's like, okay. And Be safe. You just hear the little clacks of her, her talons on the stone as she travels on. It's like, it just waves back at you as she lifts an arm. You see both a wing and an arm kind of shake. I'll hold a hand up. After a moment, the guard approaches. Like, you are Sudan Yam? Yes. Who might inquire are you? I am Lieutenant Dosk. Captain Marsh asked me to retrieve you on a simple guarding assignment yes of course shall we go uh yes uh, please and he just gestures and starts to lead you circling the regency district okay. um and explains that you're heading to the helder market district 
where Lady Kara and the children, or rather Queen Kara and her children, will apparently be arriving shortly, and you're simply to escort them back to the regent seat. Okay. Do we have any idea of if we are expecting somebody to cause issues? No, not that I am aware of. Simply a precaution. Would you like me to be at their side or kind of around? I'm not sure. Captain Marsh said she would explain more when you arrived. Okay. She said she would be there personally, so... Okay. Alright, then we should probably hurry. You pick up the pace a little bit, and then realize you need to slow down, being so much faster than he is normally. Eventually making your way, circling the entire area, you do pass the wealthier districts, the Daybreeze district. Notice uh, lights just slowly coming on in different windows, different taverns. You know that this is also where you know the Magic Academy is of Orenthal. So it was one of the ones that was taken care of first yes. in terms of everything else in the city. Shortly after passing that, you hear the rowdy atmosphere of the Iron Fist District, where dwarves usually hard at work. You do still hear the hammering from different smiths around the area, but starting to die down a little bit. And instead, you do hear laughter and cheers coming from different taverns in the area you pass by a lot of people kind of seems to be going home from work eventually you do make it to the helder market district and see again a relatively undamaged area based off the cataclysm simple to fairly wealthy shops in the area the, but most of the people here tend to cater to to merchants fairly common individuals tend to buy most of their their stuff that they need here passing through you do see a few shops starting to close down several taverns really starting to liven up a bit but for the most part these are fairly solid looking buildings solid structures that you pass by uh, slightly slanted roofs being the common design of the area with small windows for the most part dotting the different buildings the streets are fairly packed right now it's starting to thin out being later in the day people want to go home want to eat want to rest for the next and as you start to make your way toward the northeastern gate you do see a small contingent a small force of royal guard with the one female guard seems to be waiting for you specifically as you approach you do see captain mars you've seen her a few times very attractive woman is a new captain of the guard at least within the past two three years as the old one was killed during the events of the cataclysm her armor is very well worn, so you know she she knows how to use it. A long sword at her side, a shield kind of currently strapped to her arm, uh, some slight scars from battle, and kind of a no-nonsense look on her face um, as you approach. I'll approach. I'll kind of step a little bit closer to her than she probably wants and clasp her by the face and smack her twice and be like, Hello, how are you doing again? What's your passive perception? 16. You do see a twitch of her hand toward her sword, but she refrains and just... How are you doing, Captain Marsh? She puts a hand and just does similar, just one-handed, though, to your cheek. I'm doing all right, Sildan. I have told that you need my services. Yes. How can I be of assistance? I would like you to simply follow, keep to the crowd for the most part. All right. The usual. All right. Very good. Lady Kara should be arriving shortly with the children. Yes, and I already asked her lieutenant, but he said we should not be expecting anything that should happen, but be on the ready just in case, right? It's always good to be on the ready. All right, good. Not that there's been much to worry about lately. Yes, as we know. Well, any questions? I'm not sure when specifically. How many people 
exactly should they be watching for? Look for anybody. Well, nor how many people are oh. guarding. Well, Lady Kara and the two children. Okay, good. Good to know. Yes. Yes, sorry. It's quite all right. What time will they be arriving? They should be arriving in the next few minutes. Right. I believe our guards spotted them from the gate. Okay, will they be coming here? They'll be coming to this gate, okay. and we will escort them through to the Regency. Good. All right, I will go ahead and go blend in with the crowd then. I will Very well. keep watch. So I'll go drift off into the crowd, and then just perceive everything I can. Okay, so make a stealth check okay. in order to blend, essentially. Eleven. We'll see how that goes. Yes. And make a perception check. Okay. That is a ten. I am switching dice. <laughs> All right. Well, you start to blend into the crowd, but it's a little packed. And looking through the area, you do see a lot of the shops that are still open carry a lot of fairly nice things. You get a little bit distracted by a couple of things and immediately then turn your attention to, to look, realizing that, no, you have a job to do here and, and you need to focus on that. There's so many nice foreign things here. I don't know... What they should be looking at. There's lots of shiny things in the shops. Very shiny. <laughs> After a, a few minutes, you do see the gates begin to open, and a cart comes in and turns off to side to some stables. And out of it comes a very well-dressed human woman. Short red hair, elegant purple gown. Followed immediately behind her, you see two children, probably about you know 10 or 11 years old each, a boy and a girl. Uh, one uh, short red hair, the other girl has long blonde hair. Again, very nice, very elegant clothing. And they exit the cart, and the children just seem to be looking around and excited and just happy. It seems kind of to be home a little bit. The woman, uh, Lady Kara, you would assume, is just has a, a pleasant smile on her face, just seems happy to be out of the carriage. You see her talk with Captain Marsh for a moment. Occasionally you do catch the glimpse of something in a shop that distracts you for a second again, and then just you focus and start to look around. After another few minutes of discussion, Captain Marsk and the, the small group begin to lead Lady Kara down the street, and you start oh. to follow. You do notice the children. They start to run to different windows and peer inside, and they just looking at all the items. A couple of times, they, they the guard stops and seems to wait, and Lady Kara eventually, Children, come, please. Your father's waiting. Eventually they scurry on. After uh, a few moments, though, as you're kind of glancing about and looking at some of the things the children look at, all of a sudden you feel a, a light bump into your leg, and you look down, realizing you've been distracted, and see the little boy kind of bumped into. He's like, "Oh, hi, hello. Oh, you're different. Yes. I'm hi. Very different. How are you? I'm good. Good. Are you here with your parents? She's right there, and he points right back to his mom, who's just seems to be waiting and just looking at you a little bit but seems non-threatening not threatened by you or little anything. one i would not drift too far from your mother no she's right there i know but i would cling to her a little bit but i want to see the, the things and he's pointing into a shop that seems to have this really elegant clock that is like has seems to have gold painting on it with little red figures and what seems to be a carriage that signs that runs around it would you like to take a closer look really quickly and then go run after your mother i can lift she's you okay see. Oh, you can lift me? I can lift you up to see. Um, ma'am, is it okay if he lifts me to see this? And she does a quick look at Captain Marsk, who just does a slight nod. Oh, all right, sweetie, that's fine. And he just holds his hands out to you. I'll, I'll lift him up while still keeping, like, out of the corner of my eye a watch of everything. Make another perception check. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. 
That is an 18. All right. So you don't notice any any sort of threats. You do see a lot of people seem to have, like, stopped a little bit to look at what's going on. And a couple of faces show recognition as to, you know, who these people are. Yeah. He's like, oh... Uh, thank you. No problem. I'll put him back down. And we'll send him back to his mom. Right before he leaves, like, I'm Oral. Hi, Oral. My name is Sildan. Hi, Sildan. 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 Yes. Hi. Correct. Hi. You, okay. You have a good day. Thank you. Of uh, bye. Bye-bye. And he runs off back to his mom. And at this point, actually, you just see he kind of grabs onto the hem of her dress. Okay. His sister is, is kind of looking about, but is sticking a little bit closer as you guys are hitting the edge of the Helder Market District and entering the open circle right before the Regency. As you are getting to this point, the crowds have thinned considerably. It is getting dark at this point. Lights are coming on, but you see the, the gate to the Regency. And you begin to approach, and you had an 18, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. As you begin to approach, you hear what sounds like some sort of commotion coming from way off to your left. Your elven ears are able to pick this up a little clearly. And that's away from the where they're at right now? Yeah. Currently, they are moving to the northern edge of the Regency, yes. and you're hearing this come to the south. Okay. You look over quickly, and you hear the sounds of what seems to be some smashing coming from the Ankalub Heights district, one of the poorer districts of the city. All right. Not seeing any big threat to this, you do turn, and Captain Marsh seems to have noticed this too. I will give her a look at saying I will check it out. Watch the queen. She quickly speaks to, to Lady Kara and begins to approach you. I think we got it from here. All right, I will go check out what that noise was. Please do. If it's anything of importance, then come report it as soon as you can. If not, then... Would you like me to engage if it's anything... Observe for now, unless it's a big threat. All right, sounds good. If it's nothing of importance, then bring the money to you at the inn. No problem. In the morning. That's fine. Thank you. And then I'll run off. So you shoot off. I'm assuming you're going full speed? Oh, yeah. Okay. So at something like 90 movement speed... Yeah. You fly towards the Enclave Heights and immediately start to dart between buildings, this ruined area. You've been here a couple of times before. Some of the the dignitaries, some of the individuals that you've had to protect have been to this area, either visiting for kind of publicity's sake, you've wondered, or, you know, to actually help people. Yeah, so I generally recognize the the, the streets. You have an idea of the layout of the streets. This is not a place that you tend to hang around in, but... As it is a fairly dangerous place, particularly at night. Okay. But as you go in, you do leave, you do get that that loss of warmth that the previous districts had and get into a colder okay. sense. The broken down houses. Most people here are indoors, out of the way. You see a couple of uh, drunken individuals kind of stumbling about. It's fairly quiet. Whatever that commotion was is not happening, but I do need you to make another perception check. Alrighty. 21. No. So you're looking around, and as you do, you catch way off in the distance, you see first one small figure, cloaked, seem to come around a corner and start to run away from you and then begin to duck around another corner, followed closely behind another figure, a stockier, you assume a dwarf potentially, comes around and you see the dwarf lift what seems to be some kind of weapon, and hurl it at the smaller figure before following it immediately around the corner. I'm going straight in. You start to rush in when immediately a voice says, Hold a moment, elf. Do I 
Okay, I'll turn around. A voice you don't recognize. Okay, I'll turn and look who's talking to me. You see, and you're surprised, you hadn't noticed him, but you turn and sitting at the edge of a a building, just leaning against it casually, right at the edge of an alleyway, is a human man wearing black studded leather armor covers his entire body you see he has a a dagger in one hand elegant looking and another one strapped to his side as well as a hand crossbow uh not a common weapon that you would see at this time um and he seems to just be kind of almost trimming uh his thumbnail a little bit with the dagger as he just looks up at you no need to concern yourself with them Uh, i do have some Wish to speak with you, if you have a moment, Sildan. You know who I am. I know a lot, Sildan. You I'm just twist the dagger that and... guy so hard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah guys, that's, that's a one. one. That's a one. <laughs> You're not sure. He seems very difficult to read. And right. he is just leaning against the wall. And just at this point, he has lifted his head. You do see about shoulder-length black hair slicked back and uh very he seems well groomed very odd for this particular area considering most people are kind of yes. poor dirty and down on their luck yeah, worker people mm-hmm. okay i'm trying to stop something that i think might happen what business do you have with me or i will leave well i figured you'd want to know what actually happened to your master to barrel what are you talking about and i'm walking up very sort of looming a little bit you start to approach and you notice he's he's fairly lithe he's a muscular man he looks strong but you get closer and he's how tall are you five ten okay he is roughly the same height you're actually staring about eye to eye with him and as you get closer you do see the what appear to be black armor actually has hints of red in it make another perception check 17 okay you get closer and you do see barely hidden in the red what seems to be a faint hint of a symbol of a, a paw okay do um, you recognize the symbol uh, make an intelligence check okay straight intelligence mm-hmm. okay. or history if you have it uh, <laughs> i don't know anything at all that's a three nope yeah you do get closer okay. you believe that it was attacked by dragons correct yes i saw scorch marks all over the monastery and some of my monks were clawed, so I can assume dragons. I'm sure they had a part of it. What do you know that I don't? Well, first I'm curious what you know, if you don't mind. Know about what? The attack? I'm curious if you've heard anything of the disappearances lately. Yeah. Being part of the City Watch, I would obviously... Make an intelligence check. Okay. It might be a lower DC. That is a 12. 12? You've heard of them, okay. uh, but from what you gather of the City Watch, no one's concerned. It's all individuals from the Low Hills and the Enclub Heights districts. And since it's from those particular districts or people from those particular districts, they pretty much haven't cared much about it. As the thing is, just other people, you know, knocking each other off for gold or food. I mean, there have been an increased number, but it hasn't alarmed anybody as to something that needs to be investigated. No, that is the common theory, isn't it? At least that's what I've been told. Mm. No, they're right. It's not a lot of people. It's just a few. A few completely pitiful, poor, 
pathetic people, right? Ones that the city guard should take no interest in. I did not say that. I just said that the number and that the occurrences were not anything alarming. All life is sacred. Good. I'm glad you think so, because maybe we can work something out then. Regarding what? Have you ever heard of a group called the Shadow Wolves? Have I ever heard of a group called the Shadow Wolves? Make a history check. (laughs) All these history checks. There's an eight. Not really. Like, you feel like you might have heard the name at some point or another, but nothing specific on it. It does not ring any of my bells. Hmm. A shame. Anyways, the Shadow Wolves is... was... more of a mercenary type of group during the Cataclysm. And... Well, let's say they've taken back to the shadows. Okay. Most people think it's their fault. I was curious what you knew. It's very possible, but then again, it's not really been something of my attention lately. No, I assume not. I figured that would change, though, if you found one of your little monks missing. Oh, I am, like, right up in his face. What are you talking about? I am not threatening, my good sir. I am simply trying to see if you would be capable of helping. If it is for one of my young monks, then yes, I will obviously help. But I do not like riddles. I am not from here, and I don't get them very often. I get what they are, but I don't like them. And I would like very straightforward answers from now on, please. Well, I I have just one last question for you. And at this, he kind of, very slowly, he shows you a hand to show non-threateningly and reaches in to his armor and pulls out a scrap of, of parchment. And as he shows it to you, you see a symbol, a symbol of lips and a finger put to them. Okay. The Essentially the shh gesture. What is this? You don't know. Uh, make a make a history check. Fifteen. Nothing particularly comes to mind, though you think you might have seen that symbol at some point. But again, you might just be confusing it for something else. Hmm. I didn't think you would. This is the group responsible. Okay. And he tucks the paper pack so away. So that is the symbol of the Shadow Wolves. No. And he just points to his his armor and where you saw the the paw print this is the symbol for the shadow wolves so you're infiltrating them hardly you're part of them you could say that okay what did you discover when you searched the monastery that day a lot of my dead masters and friends and my grandmaster beryl Holding our treasured weapon, which I show him, I guess, a little bit tucked into my belt. That's the sort of disruption? Yes. It's passed down between grandmasters of the monastery. I've heard. What do you do you know of this? I tend to try and get as much information about people I'm interested in as possible. And you're someone of interest, Sildan. Why am I of interest to you? Well, you're the only surviving member of this monastic order that was attacked by this other group that is not completely true but okay we will go with that 
The little ones that you train might have been learning, but they're nowhere near to the skill set of a Kensei. Yes, this is true. So, did you see how Beryl was killed? I saw. Or did you simply find his body? I just found his body. So you saw no dragons at the monastery when you arrived? I figured we had got there too late and they had been there for a while. Was Beryl killed by a bite, a scratch, a burn? Do you recall? Make an intelligence check. Okay. Nine. You're a little too flustered right now. You're a little frustrated. This guy who is being very cagey is just throwing question after question at you. So you're trying to think back and you remember seeing his his pale face, Beryl's pale face, but you don't recall what killed him. No, I figured there's been dragons because there were signs of that from the other monks. So we did not look into it. See, I have a theory. A theory that the dragons were called there, but your master was killed before they ever arrived. It's just a theory, though. But I'm willing to explain more if you want to talk someplace quieter. Has that chase uh, that was happening already You don't hear by? anything. Okay. And it was going in the other direction from you. Okay. You kind of glance over your shoulder, and you do see the daggers that was thrown is still on the ground. Alright. Actually, at this, you see the guy actually get up. He's like, I'm just going to go collect the dagger and make sure it's returned. Let's walk and talk for a moment. Alright. And starts to proceed. He actually walks in front of you, and you immediately get the distinct impression that he doesn't feel threatened by you. And I, I would just like to note that since I showed him the blade, my hand has not left the hilt of the blade. You're prepared to draw it. Yes. You see his hands are just casually at his side. Both daggers are now in their sheaths. Both are elegant looking. You would guess they're magical in some way, though it's hard to tell. And the hand crossbow with the bolts are right beside it on his belt as they're proceeding forward. He goes and picks up the dagger, stares at it a moment, seems to quickly wipe off a little bit of blood that was on it, and just tucks it into his belt. So what exactly do you want from me? I want your help. These disappearances, I believe, are part of something much bigger. A friend and I have been trying to gather what information we can, but... Well, I'm better at night in the shadows, not so much in the light of day. Okay. And officials don't tend to like me. So you need people to look into this for you, and that would be me. We're getting a few individuals, different skill sets, trying to gather them together and use what they can to help figure out what's going on. I think this could be a bigger problem than most of the city guard tends do, and my friend agrees with me. That's why we're gathering individuals who can look where I can't. Or at least look without getting in a lot of trouble with the guards for it. I would be willing to help you, but I need to alert my captain of what is going on first. I can send a note to her. Or have a note sent, if you wish. Does she know you? I would need you to write the note. Okay. I will go along with this. I do not trust you. You have been cagey, and you have not been straightforward with me with any of my questions. Well, ask away. First off, what is your name? I am Vral Humblefire. A pleasure to meet you. And, uh, do I know this name? You can make another history check. Oh, boy. So many history checks. And I'm so good at them, too. Four. Nope. 
<laughs> Your dice are not working for you today. Yeah. Well, any other questions, Salon? I'll answer what I can without first speaking to the rest of the group. You said that you in the very least sense, affiliated with the Shadow Wolves. How far does that go? He smiles, and you almost get, like, he seems to purr, almost, as he says, I'm their leader. I founded them. And I've, I've kind of stopped in my tracks for a second, and I'm just like, so you would like me to investigate your own group? No, I want you to investigate this other group. The symbol with the finger over the lips is the one I'm looking into. I worry some of my members might be affiliated with it, which is why we are getting outside help. Help from unique individuals. Alright. What's the name of the group that you're looking into? Well, I was going to wait to share this with everyone, but if you agree to at least follow me to the meeting... Yes, you've already gotten me that far. Very well. So he turns and he starts to walk deeper into Enclave Heights and says, I've only gotten the name The Whispered Ones. Alright. I will go with you. And I will help you. But do not mistake this for trust. I don't trust anyone else either. So you'd fit right in with anyone else in my organization. Don't worry. As long as we have agreed. Come. I will tell you and your new allies what we've learned of these Whispered Ones and how they seem to have played a bigger influence on all of your lives than you realize. And he turns and he continues to travel and you following close behind deeper into Enclub Heights. And with that, we're going to pause the session here. Oh man, (laughs) you had to bring a barrel! So, with that... Sildan is traveling into Uncle of Heights to the meeting with Gerbo and Vral, having met the shady and enigmatic leader of the Shadow Wolves. We'll see what they know of these Whispered Ones once we have the whole group together for the meeting place and for the first full session of this campaign. And for now, this was Tony, the Dungeon Master, and Adam playing Sildan. The level 5 Monk Wood Elf. And we will see you next time in Orenthal. Bye. Have a good one.